Hey everyone, and welcome to the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, and my name is Adrian Pinozo. I'm a former police detective of 21 years turned real estate entrepreneur. Each episode, we bring to you an incredible guest who's got undeniable experience in the real estate investing world to help you get more to life through the power of real estate investing. So if you enjoy listening to our podcast and our show, please, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast as it helps small podcasts like ours continue to provide our audience with some incredible value and knowledge. So now let's get right into our next episode. Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you get more to life so you can start living your dreams through the power of real estate investing. So anyways, we're on episode number 40, everyone. Super, super excited today. He, before I introduce this person, I actually saw um, our guest uh, live at the multifamily conference uh, a few months ago. And I was really, really impressed with everything to do with him. So I, I begged him to come on our show and uh, he finally accepted. So I'm super grateful. But uh, nevertheless, let me introduce this gentleman. Our guest today is David Greenspan. David has been in the real estate space for over 15 years, helping realtors with their marketing needs. He is the co-founder and VP of Kits Keep in Touch Systems, a powerful marketing system for the real estate industry. This has provided him with the opportunity over tens of thousands of conversations to listen and learn about the various issues and challenges realtors are faced every day. And this is how Mindshare 101 was created. As founder and CEO of Mindshare 101, David focuses his days on providing true value to the real estate industry, helping realtors bridge the gap between their online and their offline marketing to achieve a higher ROI on every marketing dollar spent. David's mission is to help realtors build Mindshare, which is creating a top of mind, intuitive, instinctive reaction. So when people think real estate, they think of your name, putting you in the right place at the right time. David, my honor and privilege. Welcome to our show. Adrian, thank you. I appreciate uh, you reaching out and inviting me to be here. And it's, uh, it's a pleasure. Cheers, man. I, I'm excited. Like I said, uh, I, I saw you live on stage there a few months back, and uh, you are an awesome speaker, uh, obviously a very successful um, entrepreneur to boot, but I thought this is the guy people need to listen to. So, Well, I thank you for that. Appreciate the, uh, the kind words for sure. Yeah. So, David, um, for those of us who are not super familiar with you, um, tell us about the start of your journey in, I guess, the hurdles and experiences along the way sort of speak, starting through, I guess, education, I guess, way back at Seneca College, on and on and on. Wow. 
you know, I, I don't know if I'm aging myself at this point now when we go way back. And I'd like to believe that that was almost like just, you know, yesterday that we were there. But uh, as I do look at it, it's probably about 20 years yeah. removed now. Yeah. Uh, and over the time, we've we've uh, we've certainly had a lot of fun, um, some great successes. And, uh, you know, the, the grind continues on a daily basis. And I think that that's a, probably a misconception that many people have is that there's going to be a moment where business is just going to start to roll and it's just going to start to happen. Um, and I, I, I do believe that those moments happen much the same though, if we're not putting in the effort, the results don't happen. Um, so here we are today, you know, probably about 20 years removed from, uh, from going to school and the education around marketing. Um, and, and we are fortunate to have two very successful companies. Now, all that said, if we do rewind in time, grew up in a uh, real estate world, father was a broker owner for the first 20 years of my life. Uh, he transitioned at some point, he got into the marketing advertising space, um, a natural progression, kind of following what dad's doing and sort of looking at what he's up to. There was a good interest in these topics. Um, you know, in the time through college, I was actually building custom houses. Uh, so we were building some some beautiful homes. Uh, just an amazing to, you know, be a big kid in, in a in a big sandbox with real toy trucks and, you know, all the excavators, and the machines. But in that same moment, though, going to school and studying marketing. Um, fast forwarding through that and spending all sorts of time of learning about marketing, it was, you know, getting out of that and the natural progression through the idea of real estate took us into opening up a marketing company that really serviced the real estate industry. And so this is where kits was born, keep in touch systems, uh, with a mission to help realtors go out there and build mindshare with their most important audience to go out and uh, build their brands up, to go out and build up what they've got in terms of who they are and why people should work with them. And, and, you know, really answering the big question of like, why you? And I think that that's a big thing that most people need to think about, especially the entrepreneurs tuned into this right now. Your business and whatever you are doing, how do people see you? What kind of perception is out there about you? Why you versus somebody else? And so through the kit system, what we were able to do was put together a, a sort of multifaceted approach, a number of different tools that we were able to get, you know, help realtors get out and leverage to, again, market themselves, build out their brand and have people understand who they are, but also answer that question of why you? Now you fast forward through that. And that is a, you know, Kits is a business that still runs today. Uh, we are very, very fortunate and grateful to have had thousands of subscribers to that program. Um, and within that, you know, we get to have a lot of conversations and we get to learn a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's what progressed into building Mindshare and, you know, building at the next level of our business, uh, businesses and opening up our next company called Mindshare 101. Amazing. And how long ago did you start Kits? Maybe you mentioned it, but I missed it. Yeah, back in uh, back in 2006, and it was right about the time where there was this guy, if you've ever heard his name, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, sort of this little thing called Facebook. Uh, so we were in business for uh, for a year, and then uh, 07-ish, uh, Zuck came out with uh, Facebook. And I mean, you know, you go from traditional ways of marketing and getting out there and building brands, um, and all of a sudden you're faced with this brand new platform, this brand new way of communicating, this 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 thing, this bright, shiny object that nobody really fully understands just yet. And now there's a battle as a company, as a brand of our own to try to build up and continue to do some of these, you know, these different ways that we know work for marketing. Now we got the bright, shiny object that we're dealing with. Um, so, I mean, you, you talk about opening up a company and getting into business and finding, you know, what is that bump in the road? What is that roadblock? What is that thing you got to get through? Um, for us, it wasn't just building a company. For us, it was now battling brand new technology. And, uh, you know, that, that's something that we're going to face forever in any business that we have. There's always going to be evolution. There's always going to be new technology. There's always going to be bright, shiny objects. 
really coming through and understanding why we're going to use certain platforms and how they're going to integrate. That's the real goal. Right, right. Awesome. So how did kids, I guess, fast forward, how did kids, the, the, the inception of it, get to where you are today, help you get to where you are today? When you own your own business and you're an entrepreneur, you wear a lot of different hats. And one of the many hats that I was wearing was I was my salesperson and, you know, having a very big vested interest in growing my business. Um, I was a hardcore salesperson. I would go out and sell, sell, sell. And I mean, there was times, uh, Adrian, where you'd get together and you do presentations and you'd have, you know, 40, 50 people signing up at a time. Yeah. Um, in that time, you start to understand as you're doing more of them, what are the challenges that your audience is facing and how can you help satisfy or help them deal with that, you know, satisfy that need, right? And so figuring out the challenges and coming up with solutions started to lend to a lot more education. And the education component of it began, well, I've got to get Adrian to understand why he's going to be doing these things and what the reason is and what the outcomes can be before I can even sell them because he's got all these different objections. And quite frankly, from the, the education he took to get into this business, he actually doesn't have a ton of knowledge around marketing. So right. he's kind of following the Joneses, trying to keep up with the Joneses. Well, if we want to help people be successful, let's help them understand how, why, what. And from there, all of these hardcore sales pitches turned into very educational sessions, which then turned into, you know, be it group sessions, be it live presentations, be it one-to-one -one conversations, helping people understand the what and why of marketing rather than just trying to say, hey, buy what we have to offer. And I mean, that's something else to take away from this right now is that anything that you're trying to build, any business that you've got, anything you're trying to sell, the biggest, the best way, the most effective way to get in front of people and make people actually understand how it fits in for them is to dig for their needs. It's to understand their motivations. It's to understand their goals and try to satisfy whatever it is that they're looking for. And once they, you know, you fully understand what they're going through, you present a solution. They may or may not buy, but at least now they fully understand why, how, what, and they can make an informed decision. So a lot of this was let's inform people properly, right? Let's teach them. And through the teaching, that's what took us to building Mindshare 101 Inc. Uh, is because we found that obviously through, you know, a lot of the time that we're spending on education and teaching, the sales aspect is continuing to grow much the same. We're spending a lot of time educating and, you know, educating people. Let's build out the next level of our business. Makes complete sense. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Amazing. Um, in 2005, David, you took your diploma of education, marketing administration and got involved in, uh, we talked about kits. I'm, I'm want to get into Mindshare 101. So how does that align with your mission and values, this, this company? Yeah. I mean, uh, again, you know, the, 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 the big goal is to help people period, like four letter word, let's just help people. Um, and in helping people again, understanding that there is a, a big misconception around how to get out there and build a business. If we can educate people around that and really make them understand, you know, systems processes, um, you know, to me, when you're helping others, it is, it is, you know, we look, We've all heard the term power of reciprocity. We've all heard the term, you know, give and you shall receive. But I truly believe, and what we really know, you can't give and expect to receive. You just have to genuinely give. And the more you give, hey, 
When you do it truly passionately out of giving, that's when you receive. But if I give to you to hoping that I'll receive something back, I'm not going to get what I, what I, as much as maybe I want. So when we talk about the values, a big part of what we're doing now is we're just trying to help people understand what to do and how to grow their business. And for me, I mean, again, right off the top of the show, you know, you, you mentioned about meeting each other at that, at that, uh, that conference and, and seeing me on stage, you can tell when I'm up there, I have a good time and I have, I really have a good time. I enjoy it to me though. It's not about my feelings of being on the stage as to why I do it. It's not about the nice words that people will speak after the fact to say, Hey, that was great. I enjoyed it. It's about the six months later when you take what you've learned, you implement it. And then maybe hopefully you come back and you go, Hey, so I get that thing. I did those stuff that, you know, the stuff you were talking mm -hmm. about, mm -hmm. it actually worked. And I just want to say thank you. And whether it's the word, thank you or not, the point is what we're looking for is, did you actually take what we taught you and apply it? And when that happens, Adrian, that is powerful stuff. I mean, Talk about where do you get the energy to go up there and do that? Where do you get the motivation to do it? It's it's watching the success stories from so many people that we've been able to work with. So the motivation now is continue to help people. And well, we're going to be happier. And with happiness comes a whole bunch of other things that, you know, that make you, you know, feel successful and, and enjoy your days. Right. So again, that mission in life, that, that, that motivation there is very much about just making sure that other people are, are growing their successes. Amazing. I've heard it so many times and it's true. If you give and you don't expect anything back and you're genuine about it, 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 it definitely is ultimate rewarding for sure. For sure. sure. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of people that'll tune into something like this and go, no, 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 no. I got bills to pay. Okay, cool. I got you. Go out and slug, go out and hustle. And if you work hard, you're going to make some money. Mm -hmm. If you yeah. focus on the fact that maybe other people have bills to pay and you're going to try to help other people do that, depending on what the line of work that you're in is, your bills will get paid. So it's, it's, it's a big paradigm shift there that people really need to take in. And, and I mean, that's, you know, that's the bigger part of feeding your brain every single day to understand. I mean, just like everybody who's tuned into this podcast right now, I congratulate every single one of you to tuning in. This is food for the brain, right? You find that one little nugget that you can take away today that you can, you can think about a little bit, that you can implement into your world, that you can, you know, that'll help you make a decision on something else. Hey, uh, Adrian and myself are winning. You're winning. Everybody's winning. Bingo. That one nugget could definitely change potentially the next year and the direction you go in or a, a typical step of the success in your business. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I, and I attributed to those like um, obviously my business coach um, uh, that's helped me tremendously with my business. You know, some people say, is it really worth it? Like you're spending all this money on a coach. First of all, or even like yourself, David, it's tax deductible, but even put that aside, if that one nugget can make you or save you 15, 20, $50,000, and it can, because it's, it's happened to me, I'm living proof. You know, one little thing sometimes that my coach has told me, and I, it's kind of a simple thing, but I didn't think of it. I got three deals from it. And there was, that's the way it goes though. Right. I mean, you think about it. The best athletes in the world, LeBron James, Tom Brady, Connor McDavid, they all have a coach. Yeah. The best musicians, artists, you name it, they all have a coach. So when you look at that, you think, why? 
I remember having uh, John Montgomery. Do you remember John Montgomery? Yeah. John Montgomery was uh, 2010 Olympics, won the uh, the skeleton, walked through the Whistler Village with the pint of beer or the, the pitcher of beer. Um, long story short here, we had met on stage one day at an event we were doing a number of years back, and we became friends. Um, and we still keep in touch to this day. And, and I mean, he's the host of Amazing Race Canada or was the host of Amazing Race Canada. Uh, won, you know, gold medals. I had him on my show one day and I asked him straight, John, do you still have a coach? I said, you've won gold medals. You've, you, you're on TV. Do you still get a coach? Yeah, absolutely. I get a coach. Why? Hmm. And just as you said, Adrian, because if I can find that one thing that can make me better, I'm winning. Right. Same way you asked me off the top before we got on air. Right. Did you take any past education around what you do? Yeah, absolutely. I've even had people. I remember having one person we were going through when we were doing these these test runs of stuff. And again, you're, you're supposed to get like raw feedback from the audience. And the audience is a whole bunch of other speakers. There's only a dozen of us here down in down in the States at a course. And this one girl at the end of it. Awesome person. But she says to me at the end, she goes, why are you here? And I looked at her, what? She goes, why are you here? I said, I, I want to learn. What do you mean? She says, you don't need to. Like, you're amazing at what you do. And again, a very cool thing to hear from people. And this mm -hmm. is not about me being good at what I do. This is about the fact that regardless of whether you hear it from people, whether, you know, whether you feel it or not, if you can continue to make yourself better, why wouldn't you? And that's what a coach is going to bring to the table. They're going to see something that you don't see. They work with a variety of people. I mean, we talk to people all day long yeah. that have hired us to help them. They're going through similar issues as you may be going through. A coach starts to have this, this uh, depository of thoughts in their mind and solutions for challenges that they've heard of from other people. Well, if we can help you with that solution, you look and go, you know what? And just like you said it, you know what? Yeah. Oh, my God. I never thought of it that way. Bang. Bingo. Right. Like that. There it is right there. It's all worth it. And outside of the fact that it's tax deductible and everything else, we've got to also think to ourselves, this is an investment into you. This is an investment into who you are and who you want to be. And your time spent coaching that time that you invest in it, the learning, the talking, the brainstorming, the action steps, the, the effort, the work you put in the background, all of that needs to have a long term effect. It's not just the time that you're spending with that coach, be it a month, a call, six months, whatever. It's the long term of the rest of your life. And a good coach will help you do that. Amazing. I couldn't agree more, my friend. Couldn't agree more. I want to segue into um, you made the term mind share into a powerful idea that encompasses your business and also your lifestyle. Explain to us what mind share means to you and everyone else. What does mindshare mean to you? Can I ask you a question back? Yeah. Okay. And and you were you were in the audience with us, so you, you, you might have already been exposed to this, but we're going to do this for your show here. If I said running shoes, what's the first brand you think of? Nike. What if I said fast food? Chinese. What's the, what's the biggest brand you think of? McDonald's. What if I said soda pop? Coke. Perfect. Nike, Coke, and McDonald's. Those are the brands that most 99% of people think of when they hear those products. Why? Because those brands have and continue to build Mindshare. So Mindshare is a top of mind, intuitive, instinctive reaction to a product or service. Mindshare is the epitome of branding, of communication, 
of you getting out there to prove your value. And ultimately, when somebody thinks of a keynote speaker, I want them to think of David Greenspan. When somebody thinks of a coach, especially in the real estate and mortgage space, I want them to think of David Greenspan. When somebody thinks of marketing, I want you to think of kids keep in touch systems. See, that's what we want. And so now I'm going to turn that back to everybody that's tuned in and ask you, what is your business? What do you do? Do you sell? Do you have something where you want people to come and use your service or buy your product? What is it? And back to the same question I asked everybody off the top today, why you? Now it's a matter of what are you doing to get your message out there? How are you translating your information to get it in front of people across a variety of different channels that they think about you when they think of what it is that you do? I think running shoes. I think Nike. How do we get people to think of us? Well, that's the process and the concept around building Mindshare. Amazing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So um, this is maybe a very long answer to a a question. So maybe we can sum it up. But um, what what can business people do today to gain and work on, and maybe this is a coaching session, obviously, in itself, to gain market share. Like, obviously, I think I introduced myself or we did discuss before we went on air the business that I do and we joint venture at a very, very high level, um, obviously creating a very large uh, portfolio of investment properties. So let's take me, for example, and, you know, and I know where I have a limited amount of time here. If I were to say to you, David, or just in general terms, what could I do? How do I how do I capitalize market share in the joint venture multifamily space? And it could be any business, like you said, running shoes to McDonald's to real estate. Is this a quick answer or is this a whole? No, this is this is this, <laughs> this is full on coaching training. Yeah, this goes deep yeah, a bit here. I, I, I'm going to give you a high level and something that you can think about and something that everybody tuned in can think about. First, really understand what your own offering is. Okay, and 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 look outside of our brains, the most powerful tool that I believe we all have is this guy right here. A pen. I don't care what color your pen is, but I want you to take a pen and put it on paper and write down, write down what it is that you do. Write down what it is that you offer. Write down what that service or that product is. That's the first thing. Determine what that is. Offer it. The next thing we're going to figure or we're, we need to understand is that you've only got two audiences. And again, Adrian, if you've looked over Mindshare, you, you've seen some of this, but it's important for people to understand. You got two audiences. You got the people you know and you got the people you don't know. So we've got to understand who is our, and we've heard this term before, who is your niche audience? Who is your target market, right? Who is your avatar? These are all, you know, terminologies that we've used to figure out who is the audience. The point is, though, figure out who do you deal with now? Who are those people that normally come to you? Uh, You can look at both demographics. Can you look look at psychographics? One thing we need to understand, though, is there's going to be a group of people that we know. And it's important with that group of people we know to build a contact list. Sounds very simple, and most of us might have one in our phones, but that's not good enough. We've got to have complete information about every single person that we know. And the way I look at it, and it doesn't matter, I guess, what your business is, be, you know, be it service, products, whatever. If you're trying to sell something or trying to get people to buy something, whatnot, 
I'll put it straight. If it would piss you off, if they went to work with somebody else, like your competitor and didn't go with you and they're not on your list, then that's your fault. Because the flip side is, if it would piss you off that they would do that, then get them on your list. So now what you're doing is you're building this database of people and you're building an audience of people that are already, you've already broken the ice with, know you, like you, trust you. You have this opportunity to have conversations. You have an opportunity to communicate. You have an opportunity to send them marketing material. You have an opportunity to educate them. They know you, like you, trust you. They're already open to you. The second group, they're total strangers. We don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Now, it's easy to be able to say, you know, and if we, if we talk Canada right now, 36 million people as a population. Yes, I would like to deal with all 36 million people. I'd like to take everybody's money if they wanted to give it to me. 100%. But is it reality? No. So now let's break it down again. We've already understood from group number one that psychographic demographics, which is going to be a little bit more all over the place because they're people that we've broken the ice with. But when we get to group number two, the idea with that group is to look and say, well, let's leverage what we know about our psychographics, demographics about those people, and let's go after and try to find those people in group number two. Again, the strangers, right? And this is where we can start to inject different marketing strategies into both. So now that we've determined our audiences, now we work into our marketing. Seven ways to communicate. And as long as we're leveraging all seven channels, now we're building mindshare. Because it's a mix between our active and our passive touch points. Making phone calls, going to see people, texting people. That's stuff that we have to do. You can't automate that stuff. But then we talk about sending a piece of mail, sending, sending an email, being involved on social media, leveraging our websites. That's stuff that can happen in the background. So by putting this machine together, we can go after and build mindshare with both audiences, one and two leveraging seven different ways to communicate. And now we're building out this strategy to, again, attract more opportunities. Long answer to a short question, but the answer can get a hell of a lot longer than that. Oh, I was going to say, and I was kind of <laughs> kind of touchy whether I should ask it or not, because you could probably spend, I know you can spend hours talking about it over various coaching sessions um, with your with your clients and whatnot. But Thank you for scraping the surface on that. You mentioned the seven methods of communicating. Do you mind telling us quickly what they are? Right. So as we just mentioned, again, exactly. So you've got you've got your active touch points of, of in-person. So getting mm-hmm. together with somebody. You and I met at a conference. Calling. Picking up the phone and actually making phone calls. Yeah. Texting. Again, when I say those are three active points, three active ones, because you have to be involved. If you sent... Judy to come and see me. Hey, Adrian wanted me to say hi. Why didn't Adrian say hi? Where's the relationship building there? So again, there's that active touch point that we need to be involved in to communicate with people. We need to be making the phone call. Again, I don't want to hear from Judy. He's going, and and we don't know who Judy is. I'm just making up a name here. Uh, But we don't want to hear from Judy. Adrian wanted me to call and just say hello and say, how you doing? (laughs) That's great. Tell Adrian to call me himself. Or I don't even want to talk to you guys anymore. Click, right? There's no relationship happening. Much the same with the text message. It is not meant for mass blast. It is not meant for spamming people. In fact, a text message, if you've got my cell number, leverage that. And I mean, leverage that in the way that you don't say to me, hi, David, it's Adrian Pignozzo. I just wanted to say hi and check in. And I don't know if you remember. No, like you shouldn't have to go there. It should be the fact that if I, if you got my cell and I got you, you're like, hey, Dave, what's going on, man? It's Adrian. Give me a call. Or, hey, man, did you get that email I sent you? Like, or, hey, I'll be there in five. It's not meant for spam messages. 
So that's why I say you're in person, your phone call and your, your text message. Those are your first three. Those are your active touch points. Your next four are going to be the direct mail. And I'm talking, and, and you can leverage mail in a number of different ways, directly, indirectly, ad mail, unaddressed ad mail. People say, why? It's such an old school way of marketing. Well, in fact, 76% of millennials, in fact, it, uh, enjoy receiving direct mail because it's a bright, shiny object to them. Think about that. Mm -hmm. So exposed to the digital world on these phones and the internet and the way of communicating, there's not a lot of mail that comes to them. So it's exciting. Much the same. We've heard terms of like, you know, old people don't read email. Well, I'll tell you, out of the five hours that baby boomers are spending online in a day, 45 of those minutes are spent on email. So based on some of these just high level stats and facts right now, understanding your audience and leveraging multiple channels to get across to people, this is how we get out there. So you look at mail and you look at email as number four and five. Then we look at social media. And again, it's like it or not, there are billions of people on social media. If you've got a business, be there. And again, you're absolutely right. We can spend hours getting into these mm -hmm. topics. Again, social media though, slash video incorporated. That's number six. Now let, let's also say this. How long is it? Where could, where am I when I get your phone call? Where am I when I get your uh, text message? When am I, when I get your email, your social media, I'm on this thing. So this is why we want to go see people every once in a while. This is why we want to leverage paper every once in a while, just so that we're not just isolated to technology, but we've got this bigger marketing plan around how we, again, build the mind share. And then number seven is your website. And to everybody tuned in, depending on what business you're in, depends on the features that you require on your website. Um, one thing I will say to that, there's a big misconception around this, this terminology, especially in the sales world of like online lead generation. Um, it's important to understand as well with that, that, you know, a website doesn't generate leads. Like it doesn't do any of that. And I don't know where people got this idea that it does, but a website captures leads. It's us that generate the leads through the various marketing channels, through some of the automation that we put in place, through some of the active touch points we put in place. That's what generates the, the noise, right? And we've, I don't know if you've heard the term ADA, attention, interest, desire, and action. We've got to create attention. So somebody has the interest. So they've got enough desire to go over there and get whatever it is that offering is. So we can take action. Mm. Now that's all just to generate a new opportunity. We still have to convert those opportunities. And just so everybody's aware, Money is in your follow-up and you probably already know that, but most people hate doing follow-up because they think it's a waste of time. If you want business, follow-up. So there's your seven ways to communicate. Follow-up, 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 follow-up. That's what it comes down to, man. Big time, big time. Show that you care. Yeah, and that, whether you're a realtor, whether you're an investor looking to... Uh, get a joint venture partner, um, an investor looking to build a brand or a business and, and attract capital, so on and so forth, regardless of the business, I agree. It's, it's in the follow-up for sure, amongst other things, but follow-up, you can never underestimate the, the value and the importance of follow-up. That's right. And, and, and look, to the investor part of things too, as we're speaking here on the Real Estate Investing Podcast, everybody understand this. If you're looking to grow a portfolio, if you're looking to expand your reach, if you're looking to connect with more people, maybe get more investors, think about the people you already know. 
And especially the people that are already working with you or have put some sort of money in or have done something where there's a level of trust that is established. Those are your lowest hanging fruit. Those are the people that will talk to other people. If you know 10 of those people, you've now expanded your network by 100. You could even argue by 500. It's all dependent because they know people too. And if they already trust you, they'll be incredible sources to tell other people, trust them. And it's one thing for me to say to you, Adrian, trust me. It's another thing for Adrian, you to tell everybody, your audience to trust me, right? It com- right. It's better coming from you about me than it is coming from me about me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. Power of referrals. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> final few questions here. I ask every uh, guest on our show and um, I call it kind of like, the lightning round uh, as we as we come to a conclusion here, just over 30 minutes. You're very successful now, David, and we say that relative to the, how the world views success. Question is, do you think there is still more to life for David? And when David pictures more to life, what does David see? Open road, my Harley with the handlebars in front of me possibly my wife on the back. My kids are healthy, happy, successful, flying on their own. Um, and we're, we're enjoying life while we've got some businesses running in the background. Um, you know, we, we, we are taught to work hard so we can play hard. I believe there's got to come a point where if we work hard enough, we are able to flip the paradigm there and say, we're going to play hard now while we continue to work hard. Um, I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful and, uh, uh, happy with where I am, I am nowhere close to where I'm going. And a big part of that is by understanding, and this is, this is again, a big takeaway for everybody, right? We all have goals in life. We've all got things that we want to achieve, whether, you know, you want the bigger car, the bigger house, the, 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 the cottage, more vacations. Um, you know, you, you want to go more for the emotional side of things about, you know, taking care of an aging family member, living a healthier life, you know, uh, helping your kids through secondary education or whatnot. There's, there's so many things that people want. What everybody's got to do is just compartmentalize. What is it that you want, right? You've got to have a destination. Mm -hmm. And if you understand what your goals are, if you understand what your goals are, you can now take those goals. You can break those goals down and start to compartmentalize and say to yourself and be realistic with yourself. Everybody tuned in right now. Be realistic. Those things that you ultimately want in life, that place where I'm going, I'm not going to get there this year. It's not going to happen. I know that because my plan is too big. It's too big for this year. It's not too big for life. Anything is possible. We have been to the moon, supposedly, right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we can do anything. You just got to put your mind to it. So by creating goals, you're setting a destination. If you get in the car and I told you, Adrian, come on over to my place right now. Could you do it? Where do you live? Ah, so now you want the destination. Let's say I give you the destination, one, two, three, any street. You've never been here before. What do you do? GPS. All right. So let's call your GPS a calendar. Let's call your destination goals. Map out your goals lifetime. Be realistic for yourself, with yourself, of how long it's going to take to achieve those goals. Break it down and say, what can I get done this year? If I get that done this year, I'm that much closer to achieving what I want in life. Break your year down to your month. Break your month down to your week. Break your week down to your day and your day down to an hour. That hour in your schedule, that's where your GPS just told you to turn left. 
Mm-hmm. And if you turn left, you're going to get closer to my place. And when it tells you to turn right, turn right and you're going to get closer. But if it tells you to turn right, you go left. Well, you're not going that much closer. So we've got to understand the destination. We got to know how to get to the destination. And then we got to keep pushing and doing more so we can actually continue to have the successes we want. It's all about tracking. It's all about measuring. It's all about setting those goals and understanding that. So for us, again, like I said, incredibly grateful and happy for where we are. Nowhere close to where we're going. Amazing. If you could give one parting word of advice to the people listening to the show, one parting word of advice, what would that be? He's like, you want one word? Not literally one word. <laughs> okay. no, no, you know what? For, for everybody, I, I, I would double down on what I just told you about, you know, really understanding what you want in life. Um, I think that we overcomplicate how we get there. I think that we all wake up, we all have these grandiose dreams of, of what we picture. And when we were little kids, we all pictured, you know, growing up to be whatever and, and having whatever. Um, everybody does that. In fact, Adrian, most people do that. The problem I got is that most people never put the plan into action. So again, the parting words here would be figure out what you want in life. The work-life balance is very, very real. It's very achievable. But figure out what you want in life. Map it out. Then put in the effort to go get it because effort produces results. Along the way, build a whole ton of mind share because it equals a lot more market share. Bingo. David, it's been a pleasure. Some powerful, powerful knowledge and advice coming from you. I am a genuine, sincere fan of yours for sure. And I'm going to definitely connect myself with you after this show and um, do some business together in one fashion that I'm thinking of. But um, for our audience that are that is interested in um, working with you, David, um, on your platforms, how do they get a hold of you? How do they reach you? Yeah. Uh, first off, Adrian, thank you again very much for uh, for inviting me on the show today. It's been a pleasure of a conversation. I certainly hope that everybody tuned in is getting a ton of value out of this. Um, for those uh, for those that would like to connect further or want to learn more about what Mindshare is all about, I encourage you to do the following. First off, uh, please visit Mindshare101.com. Um, you can check out all the stuff that we've got available from the marketing to the videos to the podcast that, you know, the Mindshare podcast um, to all the different things that we offer there. Uh, if you're interested in coaching, group training, you know, sp- a keynote speaker, the, the website has everything you need. From there, I also want to encourage you, let's connect on Instagram. My handle is David Greenspan 101. Um, we post a ton of content up there, but we also have a ton of fun in our stories. And it's a great way to connect with new people. So I invite you to reach out and uh, and connect with me there as well. David Greenspan 101 on Instagram, mindshare101.com online. Awesome. Awesome. David, thanks again. All the best of luck and, and uh, success and health and happiness to you and your family. And um, that's it for today. Thanks again. Pleasure, Adrian. Thank you very much.